0: Well, bless the Lord. God's so good. Amen? Amen. Praise God. Amen. It's so good to be, amen, uh, in the house of the Lord this afternoon. Like it is always a good habit to get into, to be in the house of God on Sunday. It's been a lifetime experience for me, especially in my church. Amen. To find myself, amen, in the house of God, basically in the Church of the Redeemer, where familiar faces are always around me and uh the blessing of god is upon you uh this uh this uh afternoon i have a word from the lord uh, and i'm going to deal today with passion you know the passion and uh, what is it that motivates us what is our passion you know uh, how does it relate as far as uh, coming to this church and worshiping god in this place and and i believe you know that that as the Spirit of God is just moving in these last days, and challenging, uh, even changes, to take place. Amen. In not only but not only in our public life, but in our private life, that we would draw closer to God. Ultimately, that we would have a passion for the things of God. Amen. I, I want to read a couple of scriptures. I, I want you to turn to the Gospel of, I mean, the Book of Acts, chapter one the book of Acts chapter 1, and then we're going to be reading Hebrews chapter 12, uh, Acts chapter 1 verse, uh, uh, verse 3, and then we're going to be reading uh, the uh, book of Hebrews uh, chapter 11, the last verse which is 40, and then we're going to be reading Hebrews 11, 1 and 2, and I'm going to be using the New King James Version, amen. Uh, that's that. For me, I, I like New King James and King James because uh, I love because it has an anointing and a memorization. It's blessed my life for me to memorize the Word of God. There's an anointing there, and I I've used it. I you know what? Uh, don't ask me to go get a five list of uh, things that you want from the grocery store like Sister Emma does sometimes. I'll forget something. Amen. But when it comes, Amen. Praise God to the Word of God. I don't know what it is. Right? The Word of the Lord is so deep in my heart. And I have. I have used it to a degree to be a blessing not only to my life, but to those also that hear me. Amen. Uh, let's read, amen, Acts chapter 1, verse 3. To whom he also presented himself alive. After his, King James says, suffering. Other, other uh, versions say passion. He presented himself alive after his passion by many infallible proofs, being seen by them during 40 days, and speaking of the things pertaining to the kingdom of God. Amen. Jesus presented himself, amen, after his suffering, after his, uh, after his passion, and you know what, one thing we got to look at real close right there that it, 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 it's kind of strange that Jesus will look, amen, at the good side of suffering. There is a positive side that he always had his eyes on and he began to tell the disciples that that, that was his purpose for coming. The book of Hebrews uh, chapter, uh, chapter 11 uh, verse 40. Praise the Lord. Chapter 11, verse 40. God having provided something better for us. Amen. How many know that God has something better for us? Amen. There's always something better. Look at your neighbor and say, God has something better for me. Amen. God having provided something better for us. That they, he's talking about, he's talking about the people of faith that are mentioned in uh, Hebrews 11. Right? That they should not be made, uh, that they should not be made perfect apart from us. And that's why in that verse, chapter 12, he uses the word therefore. Because it it, it connects both chapters. Okay? So therefore, in, in chapter 12, verse 1 and 2. Therefore we also, since we are surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses that he mentioned in chapter 11, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us. And let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Looking unto Jesus, The author and the finisher of our faith. Who for the joy that was set before him. Look at this. Endured the cross pathos. The journey that he took in the cross. Looking at the positive side. Despising the shame. And has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God hallelujah may the lord bless his word father god we thank you as i share the word of god this afternoon i thank you because it it is blessed already it will already accomplish that which it set out to do and i consider every man every woman every child taught of the lord and anointed in jesus name amen you may be seated praise the lord when you think of the cross amen and and what jesus did Looking beyond the crisis, look closer at the purpose of the cross, and that's one of the things that we look at as we see the redeeming work of Jesus Christ that there was something greater. Amen. And, it, and it, I like what it, that Hebrews, amen, uh, says right there that there was a joy that was said before him. Is it, very, it, it is so difficult in the middle of your crisis to look at joy. Amen. It is difficult for you to look at in the middle of sickness. Or in the middle of what the world considers setbacks. And look, amen, at the redemptive process. On how the cross carries with it such great meaning. Such great triumph for us. Amen. Hallelujah. The Bible says that he endured the cross. That he despised the shame. And the greater thing about Jesus is that right now, everybody say right now. Right now, Jesus is seated at the right hand of the Father, praise the Lord, interceding for you and for me so that you might be a success story. Can somebody say amen? You are a success story in your Christian walk because of what Jesus did on the cross. You got to look beyond the crisis. You got to look at the things, amen, because there's a lot of things that would beset us to run the race. And that's why I believe with all my heart as we look at the heroes of faith in chapter 11. That God, amen, was going to do something better for us. Because now they see... All the heroes of faith were looking at what they prophesied, at what God would do. They looked, amen, to what God would do. Amen. In the little town of Bethlehem, just as pastor quoted scripture this morning. That God had a plan. But us, God had something better for us. Jesus went to the cross. Amen. So that you could be seated, amen, in this church. Having been blessed by God, having been saved by God, having your name written, praise the Lord, in the Lamb's book of life, and your eternal destiny is secured, can somebody say amen? Amen. Amen. But if we look at the scripture, you know, we look at the old cliche, if I could call it a cliche, that there can be no pain with no gain, suggests that gain Validates the pain. See what I'm saying? If you've been involved in any kind of sports. Right? If you've been involved in any kind of training. If you have played basketball with me. I didn't have the exponents for basketball. I'm too short. Uh, When I was in high school, I weighed 118. Forget it. I couldn't play football. You know what? Uh, Forget baseball because I didn't like it. Easy outs. You know? All the infield would come in. But one thing I was good at—I was a great gymnast. I went out for five different, uh, five, five different elements in the in the sports of uh, of gymnastics. I did high bar, I did parallel bar, I did free x, I did tumbling, and I did rope climbing. All right. And it was, it was so cool because not only was it a team sport, but it was an individual sport. And the things, you know, that's right, Pastor. Uh, you, you ever try to hold yourself on an iron cross? An iron cross is you, got, you have to get the rings. You have to get the rings and you pull them in this way. Right? And then you, you got to pull them out this way. And you got to hold yourself. And then, while you're holding that position, you gotta do an L. They called it an L. And then you gotta bring your hands in together, keep your head straight up, and then press up into a handstand. Amen. You gotta press into the handstand, and then you gotta do a uh, you gotta do a parallel on the rings. You gotta go. And then when you go again like this, then you end up in another cross. And then you do your dismount. Let me tell you something. It didn't come overnight. Without pain, there is no gain. Come on, somebody. In anything that you do in life, no pain, no gain suggests that gain validated the pain. Huh? I don't know how many times Coach John Draghi from Bowen Park High School yelled at me. Look, Ralph, you don't have any legs. You should be able to do it. <laughs> Thanks, Coach. <laughs> you know. So Coach John Draghi says, "Come on, right?" And same thing it was, Amen. When I was learning how to do a roundoff, back handspring, back handspring, backflip back handspring, back, handspring, then you do a flyaway. A flyaway is you go up twelve feet up in the air, you extend your body completely. And you just go like this, and you have to land on your feet. You know? And we didn't have any mats back. We used to have to do it in competition on hardwood floors. <laughs> no no mats back in the old days in the sixties. The school didn't have the funding. Amen. <laughs> hey, But there came a lot of training for that. It took commitment to go to Mount San Antonio College four times a week. Working out three hours. Spending one hour on Saturday. And then running, amen, uh, five miles with the football team, the varsity squad. We used to have to run with them for conditioning. Did you ever run at Mount Sac? Oh, that's uphill. Woo! Woo! Oh man. What I'm trying to say is that all in life, anything that we want to achieve, right, validates the pain. Let's look at the bigger picture of Jesus. His pain became your gain. I'm going to say that one more time. The pain of Jesus, everything that Jesus did before the foundation of the world. He had you in mind. Can somebody say amen? amen. God knew, amen, that Emma was going to be, amen, Emma and Monica were going were to be ministering to women. God knew that Joyce, amen, was going to be working with missionettes. God knew, amen, that, that Manuel, amen, was going to be involved with music ministry. God knew that there was a Barry. God knew, amen, about Reuben, amen. God knew exactly what George was going to do. And everything in life. Worked out together for your good. Because I guarantee you that all the people and names that i mentioned, you have gone through some pain. And there can be no gain unless you have gone through some pain. But then his pain became your gain. Look at Isaiah 53. Look at, let's look at the, his pain. Because he did it for you. In in Isaiah 53, uh, verse 4, right? Well, let's look at verse 3. I'm sorry, verse 3. He is despised and rejected by men. Remember when you didn't want nothing to do with Jesus? I don't know how many times my mother talked to me about the Lord. My mother would pray for me. Of course, I was out in the world. Amen. I didn't know God. I was out nightclubbing. Amen. Doing the things that, amen, is not worthy to mention from this pulpit. But the Lord was rich in mercy. Come on, somebody. Amen. You just weren't born saved, praise God. You just didn't walk into this church, amen, with a three-piece suit. Come on, somebody. You just didn't come in, oh, here I am. I'm God's gift to the church. You came in and there was some things, hallelujah, that needed to be taken off of you. There was some things that God needed to work with you. There was some issues that you needed to deal with. There was some <laughs> deliverance that came into your mind to set you free. Come on, somebody give God praise. And he brought you into a large room. But I, when I want to look right here, because he is despised and rejected by men. Look, at there's a man of sorrows. He is paying your gain. A man of sorrows, acquainted with grief. And we hid as if it were our faces from him. And he was despised and we did not esteem him. How many times in my life did my mom, you know, on my way out. Remember when I was a single, I was a bachelor on my way out. And I knew that I was going to come back till 4.30 in the morning. or, Or maybe two days or how many times I was going to go out, amen. And, and, and then my mother would tell me, Hijo mio, sabes que tu eres de Dios? Tu eres hijo de Dios. Dios no me dio hijos para que se perdieran. You know, God didn't, God didn't give me children so that they could get lost. God didn't give me children. God just didn't give me four boys and one girl. But I tell you something, there is legacy. She's told me this, there is legacy in my family, there is legacy in your grandmother, and there is legacy in your great-grandfather. And God has a day that he's going to catch up with you. Okay, mom, what? I didn't, I didn't esteem the Lord. See what I'm saying? I did not esteem the Lord. Look at verse 4. Look at his pain and your gain. Surely he, was, he has borne your grief. He bore your grief. How many of you have ever been grieved about something? And he carried your sorrows. How many ever been sorry over some things and some issues in your life? Yet we esteem him stricken and smitten of God and afflicted. Look at the other one. He was wounded for our transgressions. Look at his passion. Look at the pathos, the road, amen. Looking beyond the crisis of the cross. Beyond the crisis of the cross, he had you in mind. He saw you taking leadership places and classes in this church. He saw you abounding in the things of God. He saw you being a blessing to the things of God. And God is reminding us, amen, That within the passion, amen, within your passion for the things of God, there has to be a little bit of pain. Can somebody say amen? We got to experience some pain. But he was wounded for our transgressions. Verse 5. He was bruised for our iniquities. Your transgressions and your iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him and this should give me enough room for Ralph Alfaro to really have a passion for the things of God but because by his stripes I have been healed by his stripes I was restored by his stripes amen I can go to Jesus and say, man, perhaps maybe. When, before I got surgery, I didn't know what was wrong with me. I said, God, I need your healing. And I went through some pain with gain, being laid up at home for six months. You didn't see this short profit for about six months. And I was missing the church. I was missing the church. I was missing you. I was seeing your faces. I was seeing your ministry. I was seeing the times, amen, that perhaps maybe I prayed for you. In the middle of my pain, I was like a little eighty-year-old man that had to be helped to the shower, that had to be helped to the restroom. You, you know, you 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 couldn't do anything because what happens? You you got an incision. Where you had open heart surgery. And you're walking in a walker like a little old man. And that would totally, that was pain to me. But it allowed me, hallelujah, that in the midst of all that, to consider my family. To consider my children. To consider my grandchildren, amen. To consider my daughter, my son, and my son-in-law. And how good God has been to me. Somebody say Amen. There was a lot of moments to consider, amen, Monica and Aaron and and all my other nieces and nephews that I have in my family. I had time to consider the people that brought over food. People that came over my house and sang to me. They brought their little guitar. We had a little worship service. And I cried my eyes out because within my pain, there was gain. And it reinforced, let me say that, it reinforced, it reinforces my passion for this church. Amen. There is a price to be paid. I have paid my price. But yet within that price that has been paid, right, I am so humbled for the Lord that God you saw me fit, amen, to be part of such a fantastic ministry called the Church of the Redeemer. That God saw me fit. And let me talk to you then. What? Because all of us. Amen. All of us in this room. This afternoon. You have a goal. And let me ask you a question. Are you reaching your goal? Amen. And a lot of times. I don't know. I don't know if you see your goal. Right around the corner. Or regardless. Or maybe it's far away. Regardless of how far the goal may seem. Right. If there is a real passion for your goal we can accomplish much in the name of Jesus come on somebody okay here we go again Amy I want to say it one more time that if you have a man a goal if there is a goal here that God has given you I don't care man if you, you know if you can comprehend when you be really become a teenager begin to set some goals for yourself What school you want to do, what job, you know. But everything, as a Christian, is it orchestrated by God? you got to reach your goal. Because you know what? We'll accomplish. Because we understand, amen, what Ephesians 3.20 says, that God is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all, within your goal, what you are able to think or do according to the power of God that works in us. Can somebody say amen? You see? The point here is that there can, uh, what, what I want you to understand, that there can be fulfillment. There cannot I'm saying there cannot be fulfillment there cannot be fulfillment where there is no passion I'm gonna say that one more time there cannot be no fulfillment where there is no passion that's why a lot of people you know they start excited and that's one of the things that we're doing we're training people for leadership in this church we're training young men young women We're training people, right, that have just just come to the Lord. We're making them take, you know, 101, 102, 103. These leadership classes, right, foundational classes. Because we want them to consider that there is a passion for serving Jesus. There is a goal. There is a blessing for you in this church. I don't know about you, but my life's been blessed here. My life has been totally blessed by involving myself in the work of God. Amen. So then if you want to fulfill Amen, hallelujah. Your goal, hallelujah. There has to be a passion. Because you know what? A lot of people start strong but they don't finish. I'm going to say that one more time. A lot of people start strong but they don't finish. A lot of people start strong but they don't finish. A lot of people start strong but they don't finish. It's not how you start. It is how you finish. And if you have a goal for your life, the one thing that you have to realize this afternoon, and you cannot look, amen, because within your goal, you will have a crisis. Don't look at the crisis. I'm not saying not to ignore it. What I'm saying is that God's power, God's ability, God's wisdom is greater, hallelujah, than the crisis that you're facing. Come on, somebody. It is greater. Because there will be things that will shake you up. There will be, amen, 7.9 earthquakes in your life. Shake the very foundation. Well, why is this happening to me? I'm trying to hang on. Hang on right here. Your house is going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. You're in the middle, amen. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Of an earthquake. Or perhaps maybe there's a tsunami just kind of hit you. You didn't see the signs, you didn't see the sea rolling back. And God is saying, Look, I want you to realize. That everything in life has a passion. Why? Number one, passion causes us to achieve. Because you look beyond your crisis. Passion will cause you to achieve God's best for your life. I got to mean business with God in his church. I got to mean business. Pastor asked me a long time ago, what do you think, Brother Ralph? I said, Pastor, I'm in it for the duration. 38 years and i'm doing greater things than i did when i was 28 right. at the bible study yeah was it uh not this friday but friday before last we prayed for four people that had cancer plus two other ones that were sick from other reasons pastor mike and i do team teaching there is no, you know, one thing I love about Pastor Mike and I, what we're doing, and now Brother Antonio, you see him, you know, he's, he's part of that little thing, God is building him up. You know, Pastor Antonio was a wounded soldier. You see him, and now he's getting involved. He, you know what he told me? Man, he goes, this is a large room for me. Oh, my God, Pastor Ralph, this is such a blessing to be here. Oh, my God, look at all the gifts that are here. Oh, look at that choir that's singing. Look at your instruments. And look at that Hammond B3. And look at the way the name of Jesus is exalted here. I have more than I ever had before. And why was it that I was putting... So much emphasis on the crisis as a wounded soldier. Why was I putting so much emphasis when God was trying to bless my life. And telling me that all things work together for good to those that love God. And are called according to his purpose. Do you love God? I said do you love God? Everybody over here do you love God? Everybody over here do you love Jesus? I said do you really love Jesus? Do you really have a passion for Jesus? Are you willing to go all the way for Jesus? No matter what the crisis. You're willing to go with the Lord. Jesus said, foxes have their holes and the birds have their nests. But the son of man has nowhere where to lay his head. The cost of discipleship. We preached amen to we, you know, I was telling Pastor that we had a staff meeting. I was telling the staff meeting, you know what? We had over 50, Ruben, we had over 50 people over there in La Habra. We were crammed in like sergeants. It was hot. It was sweaty. Should we get, man, they had the air conditioner. They had, they had fans blowing everything. That didn't even help out. Hurricane fans, you know, you know. It was still hot in there. There were so many people in there. We prayed, and you know what? That evening, 17 people gave their hearts to the Lord. Six went for healing, but 17 got spiritual healing. Can somebody say, Man, that's what I'm about? That's my passion. And sometimes, you know, the devil will make you realize that. Oh, man, I'm having such a hard time. I can't get anybody to participate. I don't know what's wrong. I'm trying to, you know, you know, recruit people for this. You know, Just worship God. Thank him for providing. That's all you need to do. Just thank the Lord. Just begin to praise God. Passion causes you to achieve. Number two, passion, look at this, passion will make us uncomfortable. I'm going to say that one more time. Passion all of a sudden goes, man, you know what comes with passion? With passion comes faithfulness. Well, what service do I pick? Well, you know what? Well, maybe I'll just come to morning Sunday school, maybe worship. Oh, no, no, I'll do away with Sunday school 11 to 12, sort of like mass from the church that I came from. They don't ask me to do too much. They won't ask me to be committed. You see? Uh, I'll just come on, uh, I'll just come maybe on Wednesdays and I'll find out, uh, I'll talk to Brother Reuben. Who are the speakers here? Reuben, yes. God bless you, brother. My name is Tickling Year. Who's speaking? And then Brother Reuben looks at him right in the eyes and says, The Holy Ghost is speaking. You see? The Holy Ghost is speaking. So what, I, what I'm saying is, right, passion, 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 passion will begin to make you uncomfortable. You see? God will, God will start nudging at your heart in certain ways. And you know how he causes that? He'll cause you by seeing somebody that's been in less time, in less time than you. to so start gaining more ground than you ever had. Do you hear what I said? All of a sudden you feel uncomfortable. Hey, wait a minute. Why is she? Why is she leader of this and that? She hasn't been in here longer than that. I don't agree with that. Why? It's not that you don't agree with it. It's that you feel uncomfortable. It's that you feel uncomfortable. God begins to what? And that's what Elias said. I think we had one of the services. Brother Elias said this. He goes, God begins to stretch you. Have you ever been stretched before? I don't know, man. You know, about 5'3". I've been stretched a lot of times, man. I don't know if there's any more stretching left than me. You see? But passion will make us uncomfortable. Pa- passion then, number three, must be intense to keep the obstacles between you and the things that you desire. Passion must be Intense. I cannot take prayer meeting haphazardly. I cannot choose my story. Are you going? No, I'm not going. Why aren't you going? Why? Don't get mad at me. Don't write any letters to the pastor. You know? Pastor, you know what? You know, I didn't like, I didn't like, and I I felt like stoning the brother, you know? Well, that's all right. Praise the Lord. Patience, you know. Passion must be intense to keep the obstacles between you and the things that you desire. What is it that you desire? There are things that are gonna come up, you will be discouraged. How many have ever been discouraged before? Oh, come on, I, I don't know. I do should I raise my hand. How many come on? How many raise it up bro. How many of you have been discouraged before? There's so many times we just get discouraged right here in the house of God. I've been discouraged before. And people, let me tell you something. You know, people have been blatant goes, you, know, you know, but i, I got to consider the source, right? People, people say, man, you know, brother up, because you better have studied because I'm going to be in your class. That's when I was a younger man, though. You better, you know what, you better have been prayed up. They got into my face and all like this, you know. You better have been prayed up, brother, because I'm going to be in your class and I expect to receive something from my Lord. I said, well, you know what? The only thing I ask of you, what? He goes, did you pray for me? And he didn't answer right away. He goes, that's okay. But you know what? I'll pray for you that you may receive this morning. But there are the things that get in the way. That's the way ministry is. Do you hear me? But yet we love people. Come on, somebody. I'm a shepherd. I love people. I told Sunday school this morning. I was doing George's class. I love to hug, kiss you, squeeze you. Because that's the way Alfaro's are. I'm an equal opportunity hugger. <laughs> uh, uh, you know what? I'll, I'll, I'll hug all the hermanas that are senior citizens, and I'll kiss them. I'll call them princesas. I call Sister Ruth right there in the foyer, Sister Ruth, Davila. Davila she says, come here, la princesa del Señor. I'll kiss her. And I'll, hug her and I'll just shake her back and forth. Oh! And I'll tell her, thank you for my water. She hides my water now because people have been taking my water. People found out where my stash was at. So she says, okay, but Brother I Father, what we'll do is we'll hide your water. So, you know, forget about going into the blue room, okay? If you're looking for my water, you ain't going to find it there. It's going to be like an Easter egg hunt. Come on, somebody. Where is Brother Ralph's water? Right? Listen to me. There is an obstacle between the things that you desire. Obstacles will come. The enemy will tell you that you can't receive that promise. You'll never own the house. Your children will never straighten you out. I'm here to tell you, just tell the devil, Diablo Mentiroso. That devil, you are a liar in Jesus' name. I have a passion for Jesus, and that's all I need. I love the Lord with all my heart. Yes. See, that's why I had to read, amen. See, the thing is, amen, number four, you have to survive the process. Everything in life, there's a process. There's a process. I am enjoying life more now in ministry than I was when I was younger. You know why? Because I had all these attitudes I had to deal with, I had all these pre misconceptions. You know, and the the Lord just whittled away, whittled that way at Pastor Ralph. Just whittled away. Not that I need any more whittling. I'm short enough. But praise the Lord, God just began to whittle at my inner man, right? He began to take away things, add on things. God will never take away anything from you unless he will add on something that's beautiful, something that's wonderful, something that's marvelous. God won't leave you alone. When he takes away, he adds on. Can somebody say amen? He'll bless you. So then, you know what? Then let me just say this: Jesus becomes the prime example of success. Looking into Jesus, He's your prime example of success. Joyce Fryer, do you want success in missionettes? Look to Jesus, Mia. Amen. Hallelujah. Reuben, do you want success in your ministry meal? Look to Jesus. Praise the Lord. Amen. Memo, do you want excellence in ministry? Look to Jesus. I've told my children, you want excellence in what you do in sin. Whatever you do in the church, you you want excellence, amen. Have Jesus be your prime example that when things go wrong, right, look beyond your crisis, right? The Bible says he had a cross between him and his goal. Jesus had a cross between the goal. You know who was the goal? You were the goal. You were the goal. (laughs) Amen. That's what the Bible says. Hallelujah. God had something better for us. Amen. You were the reason. You were the reason for the goal. You know I'm right because Romans chapter 5 verse 8 says this. But God demonstrates his own life toward us. God demonstrates his, his life towards us or his love towards us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. I don't know, you know I don't know if I could do that. The, the verse before that says, you know, you know, hardly, maybe, you know, for a good man, somebody might die. You know, that's what verse 7 says. You know, put verse 7 up there, mijo. Verse 7. Go up one verse. Look at verse 7. Oh, there it is. Okay. You get a chance. Oh, wow. Verse 7 says, right? That hardly for a man would somebody, for a good man. Amen? Look at that. For scarcely for a righteous man will one die. Yet perhaps. i don't think i would (laughs) you know i don't know you know you haven't been you haven't been put in that place have you perhaps maybe you know down in south america where churches are persecuted they still take pastors out of churches their families disappear their daughters are raped they are taken into the jungle and shot And then their bodies are displayed for all the parishioners to see the next day. Hardly for a good person would somebody die for. But this is what's so amazing, amazing about my God. Right? But God demonstrated while Ralph Alfaro was still lost in sin, insecure, growing dysfunctional with a capital D, God had Mercy on me. I was still a sinner. When I was still a sinner, Jesus died for me. Jesus died for me. That is so hard to realize, right? See, life is like a coin. Life is like a coin. You can spend it any way you wish. You know? You can spend it any way you wish, but you can only spend it once. Come on, somebody. Woo! Life is like a coin, you can only spend it once. But you have to make the choice how you're going to spend it. God has given you one life. How are you going to spend it? Praise the Lord. Do you have a passion for the things of God? Or are you just a spectator looking at everything? How do I call you to take on the passion of God through the anointing of God? Hallelujah. And form roots in His place. This church is going to phenomenal and large places in ministry. In terms, Pastor Paul, considering when I was a 20-year-old, there were perhaps maybe, you know, a 26-year-old when I came to this church. There must have been maybe about, and I'm exaggerating, 70 to 80 people here. There was more probably over there. You know, we lost a lot of members when we went from that church to this church, what I understand. But all I know that when I came in here, the power of God was here. All I know, this is where I learned how to sing in Spanish. All I know, this is where I heard to see Uncle Dick lead songs. And the power of God would come upon him. And then he would pick up the flag and start marching. This is where I learned to see, amen, sisters dance before the Lord. Praise God, amen. This is where I learned how to, hallelujah, look at the manifestation. This is where I came through those doors, hallelujah, on a Thursday night. And there was a cloud. There was a cloud that filled this sanctuary. And I couldn't walk but not one step. I had to crawl from the third bench to the front because I couldn't walk no more. The glory of God was so powerful. And the presence was exituated the call of this church. The glory is still here. I said the glory is still here. Somebody say amen. The glory is still here. The power is still here. <laughs> God has only given you one life. How are you going to spend it? You know what? You can, one of the things that's scary, that's very scary, that you can let life pass you up. You can let life and not do nothing. God is not saying, look, wait till you something comes along, right? What God is saying, give me what you have now. Give me your ability now. What you know how to do now. Do what you can do with what you have right now, and more will be given to you. Come on. Do you know where I'm coming from? Use what you can use now. Amen. If you feel that like God has called you, amen, to a school of the arts, talk to Brother Sauni. Sa- Sa- Acting. Dancing. Praising, preaching, leadership classes. The field is great and God has given you one life. How are you going to spend it? Form some roots in this place. This is powerful. Where is your priority, the things that belong to God? That's what I want to say, really. Where are your priorities right now? The time is gone. It is almost midnight. You cannot pick and choose. That's why Joshua said, amen. He gave that commission. It is just as fresh to Joshua as it is to the church of the Redeemer Day today. Choose you this day. Joshua 24, choose you this day whom you will serve. But as for me and my house. And clearly understood with my children. You know what? What you don't understand is I got this problem. I got that problem. I'm tired. You know what? Wake up. I'm tired too. Uh, Amen. But but don't let it be a sale. Amen. You know, you look at the paper, you know, Walmart. Oh, my God, I get to go to Walmart. I got to go right now. I got to go to Walmart right now. Or I got to go to Nordstrom's on the rack. I got to get it right now because that, that suit that I saw, man, you know what? It's two-thirds off. I got to get it right now. But wait a minute. It's Wednesday night service. And you got beat up at work. And you're so exhausted. And the children haven't done a thing. They didn't wash dishes. They didn't pick up. You are angry. You, you know what? You, you told them to, to pick up after themselves. And what have they done? They have done zero You know what? Pushing comes to shove. You better get busy. Listen to me, or do you want the Lord to take you home already?" I said, "Do you want the Lord to take you home already? God will accommodate you quick. <laughs> Look at your neighbor and say, "No, not me, Lord. go ahead and tell it to your neighbor. "No, not me, Lord." Qué lindo es mi Cristo. You see, life places before us, and I'm going to finish off with this. Life places before us a hundred possibilities. Passion. Passion. I want all eyes over here. Passion. Passion love you Jesus oh I have fallen in love with Jesus at 63 years of age in incredible moments with my savior he has removed those kind of those gaps that I was still wrestling with those issues right there are hundreds of possibilities some are bad many are good But a few are the best. Come on, somebody. A few are the best. Each one of you this afternoon must decide what is my choice. What priority takes place in my life? You know, it's very simple. It is very simple. Matthew 6.33. What do you want first? Everybody say first. Look at your neighbor and say, what do you want first? Go like this, what do you want first? Point at him, what do you want first? They see, there are, there are those things, right? But seek what? First, Matthew 6, his kingdom and his righteousness. And all, and all these things will be what? Be added to you. What is he trying to say there above and beyond everything else? What about the house of God? What about the church of the Redeemer? There is not one moment that we're out in La Habra ministering to over 30 people over there. And you know what? Brother Mike and I and Brother Antonio, we are alive serious. I didn't say dead serious. We are alive serious. We see people come to the Lord. now uh, You can ask Brother Mike. We'll pull over and we'll weep before the Lord for about five minutes. Because we're bearing more fruit now than it ever has before. And there's greater things that's going to happen. There are more things, all right? Above and beyond everything else. What about the house of God? Seek first. That's what Jesus said. Seek first. The action is continuous. Keep on striving for. Keep on searching after. Keep on desiring. Don't be satisfied. Hallelujah. With, the, uh, with mediocrity. With the spirit of mediocrity. Get involved. I said get involved. I said this church is going somewhere. We're going to big things in God. We're going to be a multicultural church. And I say to you of the Lord Terry's. This building is going to be used by our youth. Woo! Bridge and high school people. Our youth is going to take over the sanctuary because we're going to be, amen, somewhere down the block over here into our new edifice. I see the big picture in you. Whatever else, let me just, you know, I've been saying, when let me, this, this is the last thing. Whatever else, whatever else I do ought to relate to the goal. What are you doing that relates to your goal? You see, there, there are things that you're doing that relate to your goal. Everything you do. This isn't, you know, my own agenda, me about me, mine, mine, mine. Now, 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 now. It's me, 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 me. No, no, no. So let's get thrown out the window. It's my passion for Jesus and God's people. It's the passion that I have for Jesus. Whatever else I do ought to relate to the goal. The Lord Jesus is my goal psalm 65 verse 4 says stand on your feet please blessed is the man you choose and let me just say this so you need to get this in your spirit right now psalm 65 verse 4 says blessed is the man And i want to put woman in there blessed is the man right and the woman that you choose Let me tell you something. I have seen your ministry develop. I go out and I love you. I encourage you. I'm a very positive person. I see great things in your life, I see tremendous possibilities in you. But you know what? Within those possibilities, right? Sometimes there will be a crisis. But look beyond the crisis. Look beyond the crisis. The Lord Jesus, amen, has to be your goal. Blessed is the man that you choose and cause to approach you. That he may dwell in your courts. We shall be satisfied with the goodness of your house. Of your holy temple. Redeemer. Listen to me, Redeemer. 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 Oh, Redeemer, hear me this afternoon. Redeemer is the place God has chosen. He has put his name in this place. He has put his glory in this place. He has put praise in this place. I've been to big churches, small churches, preached the word of God. But you know what? There's no place like home. There's no anointing like the anointing we have in this place. Mm -hmm. So don't look at your crisis. Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great cloud of weaknesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which will easily ensnare us and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross. He despised the shame and has sat down at the right hand of God, the hand of the throne of God. May the Lord bless this word to your hearing. For I set before you life and death, choose life that you may live. I set before you blessing. Get a hold of the blessing this afternoon. Brother Ralph, I want everybody eye closed. Brother Ralph, I somehow have lost my passion. Every eye closed. I don't want nobody looking around. Brother Ralph, I have somehow have lost my passion. And I need to be re-stirred up. I need to be stirred up, amen, that I might have a passion for the things of God. I've lost it. I've got a whole lot of the world that is trying to creep in me. I'm here to tell you that God, amen, God's amen pleasure was to complete amen to the very desires of your heart and to bring you into the land of your promise brother up today i need my passion restored just raise your right hand i want to pray for you god bless you god bless you Mijo. amen anybody else here i need to have my passion i mean alive and hungry for the things of god What I want everybody to do then, I want everybody to just come down here and find a place that is where the bench could be even up here. Right behind the, as they start singing, I want you to make your way. Go ahead. Make your way. Make your way up here to the altar. You want to stand over here. If you want to come down with your family, come down with your family. Because this is a family time right now. Jesus loves you. Él tiene otro plan más mejor para ti.